Greetings, all. Welcome to Aquarian Diary. I'm your host, John Irving. It is February 26th, 2024. You'll want to look at your screen in order to follow this episode. So if you're listening to this by podcast, you may want to watch my video on YouTube. <sighs> Why am I sighing? Well, it's because I have to play the role of party pooper, or Debbie Downer. And party poopers are never popular. People don't want to hear that they're wrong, or that they've been misled, or that they've been engaging in motivated reasoning. But a topic that I've touched on previously has come up again. The last time I did this, I kind of just tacked it on to the end of an episode on a different topic. But I'm approaching it here directly. And that has to do with solar cycles and solar activity. First of all, we need to understand the way that the internet works, especially platforms like this one. The way they work is that the more views you get, the more money you earn from advertisements that get placed in your videos. I don't know what the exact number is, but I don't know, say you get 100,000 views on a video, and you earn a thousand bucks. Whatever that figure is, I just made that up. So people are incentivized to create videos that will get a lot of views, because that's how they make money. And if you're unscrupulous, you don't care what you put out there. All you care about is getting as many views as possible. And one of those kind of clickbait-type topics that always seems to make the rounds is the subject of solar activity. Yes solar cycles exist. Solar cycles generally run an 11-year cycle. The magnetic poles of our sun flip about every 11 years. The beginning of the solar cycle is when sunspot activity is at a minimum. The middle of the solar cycle, or the solar maximum, is when there is a peak amount of sunspot activity. Like I said, it's about an 11-year cycle. Now, people will proclaim that this heralds significant events on Earth. And yes, there are some implications to solar maximums, like geomagnetic activity on Earth that may affect satellites and communications, or even power grids in some extreme cases. We may see increases in the aurora borealis in the northern hemisphere, and things like that. But it's important to put this in context. And it's actually quite simple to do. We can track sunspot activity quite easily simply by observing the sun, which we can do with telescopes, satellites, and so forth. And we've been doing this for quite a long time because of the implications to our communication systems and so forth. I'm not going to get into a highly technical explanation of that. The point I want to make is that we need to look at what's happening now relative to what's happened in the past, so that we have some context. The NOAA, or the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, posts fairly real-time data on their website. You can go and look at this yourself. If you look at your screen, the graph that I'm showing illustrates the current level of solar activity. As you can see, the solar minimum occurred in about 2020, 
and the sun is projected to reach a maximum in 2025. Fair enough. We are in a period of heightened solar sunspot activity. Now let's zoom out a little bit and look at a longer time span. The next graph shows activity going back to 1980. As we can see, the solar maximums around 2000 through 2002 were significantly more active than the current cycle. If we go back to 1990, that period was even more active. Now let's go back to 1900. Wow, look at the level of activity in the late 1950s. There was dramatically more solar activity at that time. In fact, the level of solar activity right now is relatively low compared to past cycles over the last 120 years. In the episode description, I will put a link to this chart. You can go look at it for yourself. If you mouse over the chart and use your scroll wheel, you can extend the x-axis or the time span that you want to look at. My point here is that generally, there's nothing particularly unusual about the current level of solar activity. The levels of activity currently are not even close to levels of sunspot activity in the past. So the lesson here is that what's going on right now is not abnormal in any way, that some people will promote things without even doing basic fact-checking, and that many people are motivated to produce clickbait that will generate a lot of traffic. It bothers me when people are being deceived or misled. Everyone makes mistakes. We all do. I make mistakes. Anybody incarnate makes mistakes. Myself, I have an errata page where if I make a mistake in an episode, I will document it and publish it. There's not a lot on there, but that doesn't mean that there won't be. But at least I try and be straightforward and honest with people. And if I do make a mistake, I'll admit it. It doesn't benefit me to play this role of fact-checking or being a party pooper. In fact, probably the opposite, because I contradict popular or trending narratives. But like I said, I don't like to see people being misled. It's great that people are curious about these kinds of things, or wonder about them, but we have to question the motivations of people who make extraordinary claims without even doing a few minutes of research. One other point, I mentioned in a previous episode that I'm seeing activations showing up in people's astrology charts over the next year or two, and that trend has continued. It's quite something. It's pretty cool. I think the next couple years are going to be very interesting, so stay tuned. Also, we are in eclipse season. There are eclipses in March and April. On March 25th, there is a lunar eclipse at 5 degrees and 7 minutes of Libra. On April 8th, there is a solar eclipse at 19 degrees and 24 minutes of Aries. Eclipses occur several times every year, so they're not earth-shattering, typically, unless they fall in close aspect to a significant point in your natal chart, in which case they can have very significant influences. The conventional wisdom is that we feel these up to three months in advance, and then they play out up to six months afterwards. I usually look at near-term eclipses in my readings for people, 
so that's something you might want to consider. Again, for more detail, check the episode description for other episodes or articles that are related or that I mentioned. And if you're interested in a reading with me, I'll put a link to that as well. I have a 20% off special on currently. Many sincere thanks to everyone who supports me, especially my YouTube members. Thank you very much. Take care, all the best, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.